two nice cocktails going here. Tis the season to be drunky. <laughs> that is how the song goes, isn't it? Right? It should be. We could always rewrite it. We're going, aren't we? I guess we are. Yeah, why not? Happy holidays, everybody. Yes, it's holiday season. We're in the um, home stretch, I believe. Yes, we are. Because December just doesn't exist anymore. It's no. gone. It, it came and went already. Yeah, and if you go on vacation early in December, you may as well not have a December at all. I feel like I had nothing. Yeah, no, you ca- you went to a very nice tropical location and then came back, and it's basically Christmas. It's happened. Yeah, I, that's what it feels like. We have hit some good holiday festive films. Yeah, I think this is a good way to cap off the season. Yeah, because it's not necessarily holiday-themed, in any way, except for the fact that's that that's true. I realized that oh as we God. were like halfway through, I'm like, wait, there's nothing relating to Christmas whatsoever. Holy shit. I can't believe I'm only clocking that now. It's not Christmas in yeah. this movie. The only thing Christmassy is that it's a gingerbread man. And for some reason, Christmas and gingerbread men are associated. But yeah. why? We don't know why. Why did yeah. that happen ever? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, nowadays, I think we can always relate the gingerbread man to Shrek, which is of course easy and not necessarily holiday. But um, yeah, as I was watching, like, I guess halfway through, it was a very short movie. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this isn't yeah, even... Yeah, speaking of, like, the month of December being short, this movie, blink and you miss it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And don't blink, because the quality was not great. Oh my god. Keep your eyes wide open at all times. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, we did. We watched The Ginger Dead Man from oh. 2005. Yeah, let's introduce ourselves. This is a hate. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And as Dawn just said, we watched The Ginger Dead Man. And yeah, it was in 2005. Five. Which we've been doing a lot of retro movies lately. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Because it, I mean, as we were saying throughout, the style, the clothing style alone gives it away. This one I felt was a lot worse than Abandon. Abandon, I felt like was the least of its time to me. Um, Mm. House of Wax was very... House of uh, Wax kind of had haircuts. It was the haircuts in House of Wax. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this movie was very much in the fashion world of 2005. The layered clothing. Yes. The the short sleeve shirts over long sleeve shirts was a look that I am so familiar with. Not that I did it, but my high school boyfriend was always layering his plaid shirts over mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts. And it was just... Or you had several polos. <sighs> right. For the nice multiple color effect on the collar. Right, which is like so stupid because now you're just bound up like a mummy just so yeah. you could have multiple And you know like you visible. do it once, the shirt that's on the outside is always going to be the bigger shirt. So you can't wear it as the inside shirt. So you have to commit. Yeah, see, this is why I never got involved in the multiple layers <laughs> because it's just Damn way, it, Hollister. It's way too much forethought for me. I mm-hmm. can't. I need to just put one shirt on and be done with it. Did you ever do the tank top thing, though? Where it was like... You're going to have to be more specific. The layered tank tops. Oh, no. Maybe tank tops. No, I didn't. No, I don't think I was very fashion forward at that I mean, time. I wasn't either, but I think my senior year, 2005, is when I did the... I kind of capitalized on the... Okay, the multi... <laughs> Layer tank tops. Yes. The old navy tank tops, you know, the ones sticking out underneath. Right. Um, I had good color combos going. 
Yeah, no, I, I I don't know what I was doing in high school. <laughs> I peaked in high school. I don't know what I was doing. The only thing I remember doing that I feel stupid about now is rolling up the hem of athletic shorts in gym class or like softball game. Because I, I think I softball. still do that. I don't I because the shorts were always like kind of long. They were always like a unisex yes. sort of cut. And so you didn't really want to be wearing shorts that came down to like they were like Bermuda shorts, basically. Oh, like what Amos was wearing? <sighs> Amos was not wearing shorts. Amos was wearing capris, basically. <laughs> um, a we, wide leg capri. Yeah, we're going to get into <laughs> we're going to get into that. But first, you have made us yes, let's a very exciting place. themed cocktail. I've been very excited about this cocktail because... It, yeah, you've been talking about it for weeks. Well, it's just because it, it was so obvious that we, had oh, to, yeah. that we had to do something around the gingerbread flavor profile. So this is a gingerbread martini. Very nice. Because, you know, we love a martini here. So it's actually a more complicated recipe than I feel like I've been putting out recently. Um, it's... Vodka, Bailey's, nice gingerbread syrup, which I made from scratch. Ooh. You mean you didn't use seasoning? What? Oh, gingerbread seasoning. seasoning? Yeah, with my blood in it. So (laughs) (laughs) we're going to reincarnate a serial killer here tonight. Oh, my God. And then there's, this is the thing that makes this a little bit heavier. So you're not going to get drunk necessarily off this cocktail. And you should probably just have like one or two because it's just, especially for you lactose intolerant people, it's going to be like a little bit hard on the digestion. A little heavy. The recipe called for half and half, but I didn't do that. I used whole milk and i honestly think i could have gone down to two percent and it would have been fine so that's the that's the cocktail all righty cheers happy holidays oh that's delicious i think the gingerbread really comes through and it's the sexiest rim i've ever seen (laughs) yes i did do a cinnamon sugar rim you guys will see the picture i'm a basic beach the glamour shot i took of these bad boys i like it a lot i love gingerbread cookies like if we're just gonna Oh, yeah. The flavor alone is very good. I love... It's weird, though, because I don't really like ginger. Me neither. <laughs> so I don't know what it is about the gingerbread More cookie. bread, less... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Hold like... the ginger, give me more bread. <laughs> I like the bread part. The ginger part, we're not sure about. But yeah, I've never really been a big fan of ginger as a spice or seasoning mm. for my foods. Yeah, don't give me just ginger. Like, I eat sushi relatively often. And that's the first thing to go. Like, I throw that out immediately. There's something about it. I just don't. But give me the flavor. Mm. Yeah, sure. It's the same thing with ginger ale, because I don't think ginger ale really tastes like ginger. <laughs> we could go on a list and rant of flavors Absolutely and physical. Could. Wait, that's not what we're here to do? No, I'm oh. sorry. Womp womp. Um. I mean, we. oh, God. This movie, I found through Twitter... I cannot remember who had posted about it, but we were looking for our last movie and I was like, this has to be it. Again, associating gingerbread men with Christmas. Not really doing my research, but. (laughs) No, but again, we didn't even realize that until just now. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's extremely chaotic from the get go. Yes, we thought we started the movie 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I asked you to pause because I'm like, wait, 
I mean, Gary Busey just storms into a diner. Which just shoots a woman. On brand for Gary Busey. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I even wrote down, like, I think this is the only kind of role he could handle. Yeah. Because it's off the rails, but it's meant to be. Yeah, it reminds me, they make fun of him in Family Guy, and Stewie, <laughs> Stewie says that line, he's like, he's impersonating her, he's like, I'm Gary Busey, I'm frequently aggressive in situations that don't call for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what this movie is. But you know what's funny? Like, his dialogue, well, monologue, I should say, because nobody really, really talks with him <laughs> a lot, but in the beginning, you know, like I said, he storms in. Just shoots a woman. There's no talking. There's no, like, get on the ground, nothing. He just starts shooting up this diner. There's no money in the cash register, so he's pissed off the bat. And I feel like he tries to have some sympathy at some point. And it's just his not character his character. It's not his... very confusing. Yes. Because he murders people without thought. But then he has this weird dialogue with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Because he's just killed her father, he's just killed her brother, and then he's telling her, I'm not going to kill you, but because of mom, because of my mother, I got to do what my mother says, and I have to finish the job. And now I'm realizing we literally never come back to his mother and what his mommy issues are, because he evidently has them. Yeah, but who's not dead? I assume she was dead. Wait, oh right, because they sent his ashes to yeah, the mother. Yeah, to the mother. But yeah, the way he referenced his mom, it was just like, it was very past tense. Right. And then when he yelled, mother, he like looked up <laughs> to the skies as if like he was talking to her. Yeah, you know, it reminds soul. me of um, Hocus Pocus when they say like, mother. <laughs> but yeah, so, but we never get any clarity on what that relationship is at all. No. And whether or not he should whether or not she's the one saying that he should be killing everybody or like what what is the lesson mm-hmm. because he again he's saying i don't want to kill you i'm not going to kill you but then he ends up shooting her right he does shoot her but we don't actually see the outcome of it right all we know is she survives yeah cuz he shoots in that direction so we yes. assume he shoots her right and she falls down too so i think it i'm pretty sure we're supposed to assume that he did shoot her so, like, did he disappoint his mother? Or, like, is that what she wanted him to do? It's so strange. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is so weird. I think, I don't know why I'm overanalyzing this, but. No, I am too. Because I, I keep trying to make sense of what they've given us. Yeah. And, and it's not. Because I feel like he, he's, like you said, he's saying he wants to listen to what his mother's always said about finishing what you start. But then he's torn because I don't know if he's. Just doesn't want to kill another female. Like, he doesn't want to kill a female. Because he says to the brother or the dad before he kills them, I smell a fem... Like, I smell feminine. And I'm like... Feminine, which is, um, like, on its face, disgusting. Like, just the... Like, who... I'm sorry (laughs) to the writer, but this was not... Not what you should have given... Not lines Gary Busey should have said out loud. Yeah, like, I wish I didn't hear that. But, um, <laughs> God, we really get nowhere with that beginning because now time has gone on. Did they give like a... No. No. Okay. No, we don't get like a X number of years later, X number of months later. He ends up get going to prison and getting the death sentence. 
And Which makes me think it was probably a while because yeah, the, that the wheels of the justice system turn very slowly. But it was Texas. Country. They might have been like, That's you're true. going Expedite down. This yeah, guy. let's just fucking <laughs> We want this. to kill people, as many people as possible in right. our electric chair. <laughs> oh. So the whole thing was that he was going to get the electric chair because her testimony puts him. Right. And then his mother got sent his at He got cremated and his right. mom got sent his ashes. The cremains. The Cremains. <laughs> um, in Coonsburg, right? Coonsboro or? Coonsboro. Coonstown. <laughs> Something with a coon. <laughs> Something coony. It just doesn't, it, it sounds kind of racist in a way. It does. I, I don't like it. <laughs> so as this is going on, this discussion's happening. We're in a bakery, which is reminiscent of Attack of the Killer Donuts. I honestly think it's the same set. I really do. Although they had way bigger of a, like, back oh a prep area yes for sure like they had more it was huge it was like a warehouse Uh (laughs) for their small operation they had a gigantic prep room yep and uh that's when we find out sarah's alive and (laughs) right and i didn't even recognize her so (laughs) glad somebody else i didn't i didn't (laughs) because i feel like in the diner they were trying to make her seem very young and innocent and then like I'm sorry, I just rolled my eyes because of her outfit in the diner. She's right, got this that's really what I'm saying. I'm like, sweater. I know she looks, she's not rolling her eyes at me. She looks so fucking booby in the sweater, and she's wearing this little mini skirt, and she's, like, pushing her boobs together. And she has, like, a little barrette like, in oh her God, hair. I'm so scared. She's like, yeah. all right, you're, you're Which gross. is the theme and the reason for everything is because she was scared. But anyway. Right. She has to overcome her fear. Yeah. Of the serial killer, which is honestly a valid fear. (laughs) And it happens to be the brother's 21st birthday. So she like Mm. goes over and you see all the articles about this fucking guy. Right. Which is totally healthy, by the way. Like, I don't know if I would hang that shit up around my house or my workplace. Right. Like it's in the the factory baking portion of like, but anyway. It's weird. She sees that there's an empty bottle of what looks like Jack, but of course it's not because copyright. Not that you could see it anyway, because we haven't mentioned the quality of this movie, but it was definitely filmed with a shoe because the, yes, that quote from you, the blurry quality of this movie, like I, that's why when we first started it, you were thrown off by where we started in the movie. I was thrown off by how shitty the quality was. I was like, this can't be right. Right. Like, is it buffering? What's going on? Exactly. No, it never gets better. It's just blurry the whole way. I was surprised because, again, it's on a streaming platform. So, like, usually they try to fix that shit before they... I think they filmed this on the cheapest, cheapest possible budget. Yeah, somebody... Which is wild that Gary Busey was part of it. Oh, come on. He doesn't give a shit. I guess, but I would love to know how he got involved in this project in the first place. Because it is otherwise a, like, D-level movie. This is not even... This is below Killer Sofa. Oh, yeah. So... Like, how do you get Gary Busey to join this project? I feel like in this day and age, we could probably find a way to contact him and ask. Like, <laughs> he, he would probably. Podcast. Right? Like, I think he <gasps> when would. When we pro- do Ginger Dead Man 2 next Christmas, we will have Gary Busey on the podcast with us. And that one actually looks Christmas themed. Oh, good. I'm the glad. The poster looked like. Yeah, he was Christmas dressed as Day. Santa, which would be more convenient. Passion for us. of the Crust, cool. Pa- yes, Passion of the Crust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we see the empty bottle, which we end up finding out her mom's a crazy alcoholic, and then she has one other worker. Two. She's got Julia. 
And oh, she's right. she's got Brick. 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 She's a brick in a jar. No. Bedfolds? No? What? Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all I could think of. Also, like, why would you name your child Brick? <laughs> I feel like there's something else I know with somebody named Brick. Brick? Oh, no, that's Rick. <laughs> exactly, because why would you name your child Brick when you could just name them Rick and it won't be weird? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, Brick. A decision's made there. But it had to It had to go with his whole storyline, which was... Which was what? He was a... Russell Palooza? Yeah, he was an up-and-coming wrestler. <laughs> an amateur wrestler. Yeah. The Brick. <laughs> No, what did he call himself? I don't remember. Oh, it was the the butcher baker. The butcher baker. Yeah. We just needed a candlestick maker. Well, exactly, but it's not a great wrestle name, Mm-mm. wrestler name. I don't watch wrestling. I don't, but the whole premise of him in general was just very odd. And we even said, like, he was being friend-zoned hardcore. Yeah, and I don't like to use that word, but... That's definitely what was happening here. And you felt kind of bad for him because he kept kind of being like, so like, maybe you want to be my date? No, I know that's not right. Right, like he was putting himself down before he even got an answer from her. Yeah, although it seemed like she was not interested in him. She friend zoned him, but not in that like, I'm disgusted by you way. It was very like, eh, we work together, we're friends. Like she she was friendly about it. Right, like, I think it was kind of an open discussion of, like, he must have come to her at some point and said, like, um, I have feelings for you. And she must have been like, oh, I don't really see you that way, but I really would like to be friends. Like, Oh, so it's not like Katie and what's-his-face oh. in Abandoned, where oh, she just Nolan. tells him he's... <laughs> Nolan. Where she tells him that he's organized. Yes! <laughs> You're so <laughs> organized. Organized. <laughs> I went back, by the way, when I was looking for screenshots for our Instagram post, and I rewatched that scene just so I could see her say that. And you were right. She does say that he was organized. She's like, oh, you're you're organized. And it's like, what the fuck kind of compliment is that? That is the worst thing you could say to somebody who has just confessed their love to you. So, yes, I think that their situation was a lot better than Katie yes. and Nolan. And if you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to our episode titled Abandoned. Yes. And then go read my blog about the book because I have thoughts about that. Too. That book, man. That book. This movie does not have a book. No. <laughs> we could it probably barely, write a better it book. It barely has a script. <laughs> it doesn't have a book. I wish I, when I went on IMDb, saw that it was like, Three quarters of this film was improvised because it would make sense. Honestly, I don't even think we need anybody to tell us that. It seems like that's the case here. No. Although I, someone definitely did sit down and write all of the bread-related puns, all of the baking-related yes. puns, because they constantly are making references. There's so many. and Killsbury all... Doughboy. Yeah. But you know what? Amos delivers them very smoothly. He was, not the best, like he was the best one to the do best, it, yes. but some of them still didn't quite land for me. No, and we can even say the names of these characters, somebody had a blast doing this. Absolutely. Because you pointed it out. They <laughs> I just all, started to notice. <laughs> they all have a bakery or dessert type relevance. Yes, yeah, some sort of confectionery. So Sarah's name is Sarah Lee. Yep. Duh. Right, which is Sara Lee Desserts, obviously. Right. Amos. Famous, famous Amos. Amos. Um, and his last name is Cadbury. Cadbury Eggs. Cadbury Eggs. <laughs> we end up meeting Lorna. 
And Lorna's last name is Dean, but Lorna Dunes are the Girl Scout cookie, I believe. No, that's they're not Girl Scout cookies, are they? I thought they're just like a shortbread cookie. Don't you get them on airplanes, I feel like? I think they're their own brand, but I also think that like the Girl Scouts have a type of Lorna Dunes. Like a like the No, I don't think so. I'm looking at them right now. Unless they're similar to like the trefoil. Oh, the trefoil, yeah. Okay, that's probably How what the I'm fuck thinking. do you say that? I've always said trefoil and I don't think that's right. I say trefoil. Trefoil. I just don't really. Trefoil. Trefoil. <laughs> because Emily in Paris is coming back next week, so we got to practice our French. We do. But they're shortbread cookie. Yeah. And then Lorna Lorna Dean's dad is Jimmy Dean, and that's <laughs> not a, not really a Jimmy bakery per- sausage. By the way, I think we should do this whole episode in, in terrible Southern accents, because we, everybody has. For a good <laughs> five minutes, as Sarah was talking... <laughs> We did not know what we're like. Does she have an accent? Is it an accent or like is that her real voice? And then we realized she's try. Well, it wasn't until we realized she was in Texas that oh, it's a really bad Southern accent. Yes, very very bad. And everybody had one too. I wonder. I feel like did you look up any of these people to see if they were actually from the South? Because I would feel bad now criticizing their natural accent. I want to say no. Hold on, let me check really quickly. It was not good. Sarah is from Colorado. Okay. <laughs> Hers was the worst, so that makes sense. Amos. Mm-hmm. Birthday's coming up. Oh, happy birthday. He's from California. Oh. <laughs> Let's see. Jimmy Dean, the dad, was born in California. Okay, great. So... Basically, everybody's yeah. from. These are all fake Southern accents, and they are. Oh, terrible. I have to see if Brick. Where's Brick from? Florida. He's the only one okay. that could probably yeah. get away with it, but everybody else definitely no. not. Yeah, and not great, guys. Not great. And Julia is giving the typical, oh. stereotypical Latina. Yes, she says like, a few words in Espanol every once in a while, and we're just like, okay, we got it. You're the ethnic representation in this movie, because otherwise it's a very white movie. Very white. Unless you count gingerbread as a race, I don't know. <laughs> well, you were saying that dough did not That dough was not good. Why was it, <laughs> why was it so tonally uneven? No. Okay. We have to backtrack, though, because... We haven't gotten anywhere. We've barely gotten out of the no, door. <laughs> we, yeah. We're still just standing. We're still setting the stage. <laughs> so Sarah's by herself. This is before we get introduced to Brick. Before we see anybody. Before we see anybody else. And there's a knock at the door. And she yells, like, use the front door. Mm-hmm. Don't use it. Whatever. So she goes to open the door. And there's a delivery of gingerbread seasoning. Right, which, by the way, that box was a lot smaller than that giant vat looked later. Yes, and she looks down the alleyway, <laughs> and it looks like the Grim Reaper just yes. delivered this. Somebody in a huge black cloak with a hood and everything. So who the she, fuck delivered she, this? She said something, though. She was like, oh, it's just the delivery. Yeah. She, she was very yeah. nonchalant about it, and I'm like, okay, but no delivery guy no. looks like that. No, like... No. <laughs> I also want to know who delivered it. Yes. I was actually just going to ask you that because who is that supposed to be? 
Like, who was so sinister? Was it his, his mom? mom? I mean, that's my only guess because what like I was, was assuming happened was that his cremains ended up in this gingerbread seasoning because then when mixed with blood, um, apparently generated this demon gingerbread cookie. So uh, that's my only that's my only guess for that. It makes sense, but only within this world. <laughs> I get, yeah. So take she take it out of context. It makes no sense. <laughs> if you had no idea what the fuck we were watching right now, you would be very concerned. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah. So she brings it back. Now we meet Brick, and he's into his whole you know wrestling dialogue that goes on for just all of his you know. Yeah, he's kind of a doofus. So I think he had gone to open something, and he cut his arm. Right. Yeah. I I don't I'm still he not He sliced clear. his arm on something. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Meanwhile, you watch the blood drip into the seasoning. Right. And nobody cares. Right. This place should be shut the fuck down. Health violations everywhere. Mhm. I remind me just never to eat at a Betty's bakery because this is unacceptable. To unacceptable. Me. <laughs> Between the blood and the ingredients and, like, the demonic gingerbread men running around. I just, <laughs> I don't want to be dealing with it. And the grossest part, well, that wasn't the grossest part. Yeah, wait a minute. It was very gross. I'm not ready to say what the grossest part of this movie is. Brick is watching it being um, stirred. stirred. And we see the red and we're like, yes. is that the blood? Like, is he just, like... Is he not going to question that? Right. Like, I. that's why it was so alarming, because I didn't know if it, maybe it wasn't the, I don't know. It, it, did they put something else in there that was red? Because if not, would you not look at that and be like, why the fuck is there all this red stuff in the gingerbread dough? Like, that doesn't look right. Because we know we don't see red when she's rolling it out. No, but we see lots of other colors that are just incorrect like I, I just has anybody who made this movie made gingerbread cookies like do they know what it's supposed to look like because it's it's not this no and i've never seen a cookie cutter oh my god this was like a small child size uh, gingerbread man the torso cookie. was so long <laughs> yeah oh. proportions were off very off it was terrifying <laughs> but before that the alcoholic mom goes outside. Now, we don't know what time it is. No. But it is dark. <laughs> it's nighttime. I'm, like, doing air quotes because we don't <laughs> I guess know. it's nighttime. It feels like the middle of the night, but at the same time, people are just, like, coming and going at, at random. And it's right. like, okay, I guess it's not in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dark. It's dark the whole time. Yeah. The only scene that's in the daytime is... at is, the end. Yeah, is at the very end. So she takes her shotgun and she starts shooting at a sign across the street because Jimmy Dean is opening this restaurant. I assume it's a restaurant. Yeah, we don't get to see because the banner is out of focus. <laughs> the whole movie's out of focus. Right, um, exactly. Like, yeah. we literally can't read the sign because No, the and then she shoots so it off terrible. and you really can't, you know. <laughs> so she's loaded and... <laughs> She, um, Sarah asks Julia, like, can you take her home? And the mom's like, oh, yeah, I'll take a nap and then I'll come back and help you guys. Again, it's pitch black out. What time is it? We don't know. So then Jimmy Dean rolls up with his daughter. <laughs> I can't get over Jimmy Dean. I'm sorry. Now, just... I'm not going to not call him Jimmy <laughs> Dean now. Rolls up with his daughter, who's a total bitch. Lorna. Lorna. 
But she's Miss Pretty Face of Waco. So. Yes. Stole Lisa's title. Yeah, not to like give my, my actual geographic location, but let's just say one could also call me Miss Pretty Face of Waco. There we go. <laughs> so he comes to basically buy her out and he's like, listen, nobody wants to come to this great establishment of mine and look across the street at this shithole. So you need to go. Offers the 50000 Then Lorna is like, oh, you could use it, you know, for shopping at like Walmart or Kmart or whatever yeah. for all your great clothes. And I'm like, you are ugh. Yeah, she's like, she's a piece of work. She's horrible. She gets what's coming to her, though. Mm-hmm. Basically, Sarah's like, that's not going to happen. I'm not taking your money. She goes back in. And that's when she makes the... That's when she has the one-on-one with Brick and she's like, go home early, whatever. I'll take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. This is when she makes right. the gingerbread man. And again, terrifying. Starts decorating him before putting him in the oven. Right. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. She cuts him a mouth, but she does not give him the defined cheekbones that he ends up with Ooh. later. <laughs> he somehow develops teeth. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> it's all bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so... As that's happening, she hears, right? She hears something in the front and it ends up being Lorna, Um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Lorna comes in. She's trying to plant a rat so that the health inspectors can shut shut them them down. down. Little does she know that the employees are just bleeding into vats of dough. Yeah, like she didn't have to do much work. Yeah, she didn't have to do shit. They could be shut down on their own. But Sarah finds her doing that. And then they get into a little cat fight and she smashes a pie in her face, which is always fun. I love a good pie in the face. Mm -hmm. But they're just kind of squabbling. And is that when they bump into the um, generator or something? Because, like, this is when the gingerbread man is cooking. But then I think they, like, they bump into something and then (laughs) you see, like, the electricity fluctuating. It gave off um, Tammy and the T-Rex vibes. Yes. Yes, a movie yes. we did not do, but was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, on par with this, for mm-hmm. sure. And so that's what causes the gingerbread man to animate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Become real. Which I did not know generators had that power. No, but Watch again, out, people. you have to combine it with the ashes of a dead serial killer and oh, the right, blood, and blood of... of a virgin, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brick, but we'll I mean... put that recipe next to the cocktail <laughs> recipe on Thursday. Recipe for resurrecting <laughs> a gingerbread man. If you want your very own, this is what you gotta do. <laughs> if you want your own Gary Busey. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but I don't want to be mean because we could potentially get him as a guest on the podcast. Yeah, no, we love you, Gary. Come, we love you, Gary. Oh. You're a lot of fun. Um,. <laughs> You have to be to do a movie like this. That's true. You needed a good sense of humor. So, another... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this is when Amos pops up out of I fucking, fucking nowhere. <laughs> like, we've not seen this man. We have no idea who he is to Lorna, to Sarah. He just appears, and everyone just acts like it's normal, and it's like, um, who are you? <laughs> oh, my God. And it's great, because, like, the minute it happened, you're like, Amos? <laughs> We do find out that he is connected to Lorna, and I say connected because they're not in a relationship. That was a facocinate description of how they're together. I, I, it's weird because it was like stupid, but it also did kind of make sense yes. because I feel like we all know people like oh, that. Oh yeah, her, but her description of what they were was so confusing. Right, and it's like okay, you're just fuck buddies. Got it. That's what it is. Yeah, 
But um, you have Sarah and Amos flirting the entire time. Right. It was it was unclear to me for a while because eventually they established that they were like friends when they were little. Yeah. But it was unclear to me from the get-go who these people were to each other because Lorna is obviously a bitch, but she and Sarah seemed to get along well enough or at least like knew well, each other. Dad, well, Jimmy Dean was like, oh, you remember my daughter Lorna. So it was right. obviously like, like they went to school together or something like that. The relationship is weird just because, I mean, they were never like friendly, friendly, but they seemed to be comfortable around each other in mm-hmm. a way that was that I didn't understand based on, oh, she's just the daughter of her competitor, <laughs> her business competitor. And then here's this guy who's attached to her. What is happening here it's it's unclear for the longest time so yeah but this also happened it 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 started in the beginning with julia but sarah likes to stand very close to people that right on top of them like you think they're gonna make out like they're breathing in their ears their head like their skull to skull yeah and i thought we would get some type of i mean i don't know if it's a fear thing like is that no i think uh, well i I think you're reading too far into it like i don't I think that's a great theory, but I don't think that the people who wrote this movie had <laughs> any intention. Of- no, I think that's just her acting. Yeah, um- it's completely accidental. But yeah, so oh God, fuck. So the first victim of the ginger dead man is the mom. Oh, yeah. And her finger. And her finger. Because for whatever reason, so the mom comes stumbling in drunk. Because right, she is, Julia was she's run away. Her, yeah. <laughs> she's run away from Julia, and she's come back to the place. And she encounters the ginger dead man. She knows who he is immediately, which is wild. That people just very quickly accept what's I guess, going on. Right, here. like, and it, the distinctive voice, like, oh, it has to be him reincarnated. Right. Like, yeah, does it? Because that's weird. But she does move towards him. With her finger extended. Right, like she's going to pet him. Like she's going to boop his little gumdrop buttons or something. (laughs) But he chops her finger off with a knife, which he's concealing behind his back, which again, like he is a big cookie, so I guess he can do that. But like, where'd you get this little tiny knife from? It looks like a steak knife, which again, where where did you get that? You're in a bakery, not a steakhouse. Regardless, he chops her finger off. It's very upsetting. And I wouldn't. Like, he's not cute, so I would not no. attempt to boop his nose or exactly. whatever. I would not move towards him with my finger extended. I'm sorry, this gingerbread man is talking to me, and he's terrifying looking. I'm not going any closer. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, no, thank you. So she falls back into, like, laundry? <laughs> the aprons? Just, yeah, it was just like a big hamper full of stuff. And speaking of aprons, Sarah wears hers the entire time. Very committed. I mean, when when do you have time to pull off your apron when you're being pursued by a homicidal gingerbread man? I mean, I think it would. It's not really a hindrance. Mess with your running. Really? Yeah, it depends on how tight you have that it. Tight. But it's like around your waist, so like it. I mean, it's not like a full. I thought it was body. full length, or was I losing my mind? Well, I mean, it is in the front, but not in the back. So. Oh, true. It's not I like still a stumble. It's not like a sheath. I don't know. I'm short, and lots of things cause me to stumble. <laughs> But anyway. Okay, well, you remove your apron if you're being pursued (laughs) by a gingerbread man. (laughs) Please remove your apron before assisting others to There we go. We have so many, like, points to make this episode. Like, too many. This is also when, again, did they film this with a shoe? Because... (laughs) 
all of a sudden the camera angle just turns like the camera fell over and they just left it there i it's wild to me that this was a deliberate choice because or if it was a deliberate choice i think it's just as likely that it was not deliberate but the camera angles sometimes it's literally just somebody took it and rotated it about 45 degrees to the right and it was like <laughs> what it, why like something just what knocked into here? it really ever so slightly and yeah. then it flipped and then you just left it that way yeah it doesn't look good it hurts to think that that could have been an intentional choice but i don't know if it's worse to think that it was unintentional and nobody fixed it (laughs) i don't know what's worse and i wonder if it was like they didn't have an actual wow you're right yeah i'm good okay that martini going to your head i was gonna say filmer filmer Ooh. Guy behind the camera. Mallard Filmer. <laughs> Millard Filmer. Filmer. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? Whatever. What is this? So the guy behind the camera. That's what I'm going to filmer. <laughs> the camera guy? Let's, the, the camera guy. Cinematographer? Just there we go. Let's just leave. I don't even want to give him that great of a title. You're right. It was probably Because somebody... I don't think there was. The, no, my point right. I'm trying to make, I don't think there was a physical person behind it. Right. The broom that was propped up against the camcorder <laughs> that slipped slightly out this of place. This was Zach and Mary make a porno, them trying to film their own shit, like, <laughs> as professionally as they can. It's harder than it looks. Right. So that was horrible. But I think they would also like, oh, we're going to leave it at this angle because they're looking at the blood trail now. So like, you're going to see that better. I'm trying to give them the you're, benefit you're, of the doubt. You're so nice, Ton. You are so nice. You were seriously trying to do the legwork for this movie that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> trying to read into the symbolism and also the camera angles. No, no one had nope. any intention of making a good movie here. <laughs> I think this is the point, too, where I mentioned that Amos is just hot and hilarious. I'm not going to go so far as hot, but I did find him amusing. He's attractive. Well, you know what it is? What is it, Don? If you can make me laugh, you can make me do yep. anything. Yep. So, um... And the eyebrow piercing wasn't yeah, a bad thing for you It wasn't either. a bad thing either. No, somebody <laughs> who rated it on IMDb made a very good point um, when giving it two out of ten stars. <laughs> Um, they spent way too Generous. much time on the human interactions yes. than the gingerbread man. Do you remember what I said to you? I was yes, like, I where is the ginger dead man? I am so bored. Right. <laughs> but we do get a bit of a love story between yes. Sarah and Amos when she, you know, reminds him of her sixth grade birthday where... No, her six-year-old birthday, oh, not yeah. even sixth grade, which makes it worse that he tried to kiss her. Yeah, he tried to kiss her and she punched him in the nose and made him bleed and... um, Make him bleed. Make him bleed. Everybody's bleeding in this movie. (laughs) Very violent. But he's very about it. Basically turned on by it. (laughs) And um, yeah, they're just... I really appreciate their love story in this. I don't know why, but it was... It was cute. But again, way too much with the human interaction than with the ginger dead man. Yeah, I think the movie was too short to really build that. But also, it should not have been any longer than that either. Agree, agree. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. If it had been a different movie, 
<laughs> entirely maybe it's just again when amos is introduced he is a complete stranger and we don't get any context clues for who he is to sarah until that story right so if you want me to get invested in their love story i just i didn't feel any tension with them i didn't feel any sort of like a oh they have a history kind of thing like only when they were having that conversation she was literally shoulder to shoulder with him right and they were and she was retelling the story of their history right so, but that was 20 minutes after we meet him in the first place so oh and isn't that when she discusses how she likes to help people so she's taking night glasses i think that nurse? was even later i think that was later in the movie that's when they kiss because yes because that's after julia gets frosty tits uh, literally <laughs> and, yeah um, I, I meant it literally no but i mean like <laughs> we get to see frosted frosted tits frosted tits with um cherries little maraschino top. cherries not gonna lie i thought she was naked at first oh um i didn't know what to make of that whole thing because was it icing was it i think it was supposed to be icing because she was in the freezer right very funny (laughs) (laughs) again with the quips the the, the quips the puns the everything (laughs) but yeah so she's basically saying like she basically knows how to take care of the situation and he's like well how do you know that right and that's when she says she's taking night classes to be a nurse (laughs) and he's like but why a nurse why not a doctor or a surgeon like you're yeah, you're, very progressive. Yeah, very. Supportive. He's like, you're very pretty and smart. Yeah, you could do anything you want. And then she like falls onto his face. She like. literally <laughs> lands like lays one on him. It like, looks so accidental. Like, like I've never which seen, part made her do that? Like, I've never seen a kiss like this before. She like literally, it's like she tripped and fell into his face. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I mean, it was intentional. So I mean, if somebody said to me, "You're you're pretty and smart," I'd probably do that too i hope with slightly more grace (laughs) i mean i have a little more effort because i'm much shorter than the guys that i pursue okay or that pursue me so there's a little more effort on my part yeah it just it seems like sarah was just so excited that somebody had given her a compliment that she just like had to fucking kiss him immediately and it's just like let's pull it back a little bit yeah you know let's relax but you know what credit to her Lorna basically said we're just fuck buddies and it's nothing like that. So mm-hmm. go ahead, kiss him. Oh yeah, shit. no, I don't think there was anything. But I feel like she shot, shoot her shot, shot her shoot, whatever the fuck. <laughs> shot her shoot. <laughs> shot her parachute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guys, this movie has eroded my brain. This movie's killing me. <laughs> Um, okay. Let's talk about people dying. More people die, right? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Well, Lorna gets it really bad. She does. But before that, because so Julia comes in after the mom realizing that she ran away. And this is when the ginger dead man hits her in the head with a frying pan and drags her into the freezer. And this was my question. How does he have that much strength to actually knock a person out? I mean, he's small. He's the un- pan's larger. He's an undead cookie. I don't know what you want from me here. Because- undead cookie. <laughs> Sounds like my dating profile. <laughs> yours or mine? God. It should be yours, actually. Yeah, it should be mine. <laughs> but I don't know what you want from me here because I we can't explain this in any sort of I scientific know. way. But he does knock her out and that's when he drags her into the freezer and I guess dresses her up in all that frosting, which should have taken a really long time. Again, small. Where is he getting small. all of this horsepower? Small horsepower. Manpower, Ginger whatever. Power. Ginger power. It's the blood. So 
before Lorna dies, her dad dies. Jimmy Dean. Jimmy Dean. R.I.P. Jimmy Dean. Because the ginger dead man figures out how to drive a car with like a muffler. Like what was that? Or was that a um, rolling pin? Like what was he using to press the... It looked like a muffler. Okay, that's what I thought. But like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like where would he have gotten the muffler? (laughs) He just took it off the back of the car. (laughs) It's weird. Again, strength. Where is it coming from? Yeah, but he like crushes them between the car and the building. So he did. And then Lorna's like, we can just leave. So like, I'm going to leave, which was... But we even kept saying, like, just go. You're not trapped. Don't have to stay in this bakery, which she realizes and leaves. But then she sees her dad dead. She takes his ring. She has no sympathy. She's like, Dad, oh my God, don't go. And he's already dead. She's initially like very upset. And then she like pulls his ring off. And then she's like, I'll miss you, Daddy. And then walks away. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? She goes back inside. And then that's when she was like, why are we staying here? Like, we don't have to stay in here. Let's just leave. And then that's when she gets got. Because now we find out that the ginger dead man has booby trapped all of the exits. And that's why they can't leave. She gets stabbed in the head. In the forehead. It's pretty gross. And that makes more sense, the booby trap, because the inertia. Right. It's not the ginger dead man's strength. I think that... Yeah. I I will say for a lot of the stuff he does, it does seem like he's manipulating other things to do the the heavy Mm -hmm. lifting. But you're right with the frying pan. Like, I don't remember if he wielded that himself. And if he did, then, like, that really shouldn't physically have been possible for an undead cookie. And even with cutting the mom's finger off, like, I think... Right. Is he strong enough to wield it to, like, get through the It wasn't sharp enough of a knife, I wouldn't think, like, to cut through bone. Yeah. Craziness. Yes. All right, so that's... That's everybody. That's everybody. Except for Brick, because... Oh. Brick does come back from Russell-Palooza. Russell-Palooza. There was extra... It does not roll off the tongue. (laughs) Oh, no, it doesn't. There's, like, a lot of back and forth. Sarah gets trapped in the oven, but she gets out of the oven. And there's just, like, a general squabble. Mm-hmm. Ginger dead man trying to kill her. But then Brick comes back, and I think he, like, almost saves the day. He, like, knocks the ginger dead man over, and then he starts eating him. Which was disgusting. Vile. Absolutely Because vile. the ginger dead man had... Guts. Blood. I was going to say... Chunky viscera. Why would you say that? (laughs) Oh, my God. I was trying to make it less than that, and I was just going to say, had a jelly-like filling. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) But then you went into depth and that just made me want to vomit okay i mean that's fair but now that i'm think i'm like reliving it and i want to throw up so we need to it was very gross it was very gross so he eats his head just the head Uh uh-huh which is nasty but then they're all like oh we're saved and then oh he says got milk oh my god he does say that and then he does (laughs) and chug starts to chug a gallon which i feel like makes it worse for some reason that i can't really identify but Julia was loving it. She was into it. And then he starts, like, not feeling so great, which makes sense. He just ate the head of a demonic gingerbread man. And then, like, everybody's kind of leaving. Which I feel, sorry, which I feel that he knew had to be done because as he's, like, strangling him on the floor, the ginger dead man keeps saying, eat me. And it's like, oh, I'm like, why wouldn't you just cut his head off with a knife or something? But he said, eat me. So I think he knew that it would be passed on to him. Yeah, that's probably um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So now the ginger dead man is within Brick. And we know this because he has like demon eyes when he looks at himself. And in a the doughy mirror. face now out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 He's got like lots of heavy 
special effects makeup on. Yeah, we'll call it not that. Great. <laughs> and then Sarah goes back into the building for whatever reason. She, I guess for Brick and is like, where are you? Like, let's go. And he's like, oh, I'm an undead gingerbread man now and I'm going to kill you. And, you know, obviously Amos comes back and is trying to defend. He's got his gun now. He's just firing at random. It's like, Mm -hmm. cool. And then the ginger dead man is taunting her. He's like, oh, you're so afraid. You were afraid in the diner. You're afraid now and blah, blah, blah. And then it gets to a point where she's like, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And then Julia runs out of the corner and pushes the ginger dead man into the furnace. And then they lock him in there and they fucking roast that guy. And yeah, that's the end of the ginger dead man as a entity. Mm-hmm. Or so we think. Or so we think. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We know there are two sequels. So obviously it's not the end. The end is not near. <laughs> Never is. But you're going to have to wait a year. Yeah. We're not doing sequels just yet. We've got no. so many other things. <laughs> so many more important things. To we do. are going to keep you on your toes and you're going to have to wait 365 days. Which? Ooh, which? Is there going to be a fourth one of that? I don't know, I don't why know. that had to be a segue, but I just kind of like was <laughs> well, like. I know why, because that's the name of the fucking series. I mean, there has to be. Given how that ended. Man. I'm going to, I'm just going to do a quick, if you want to keep talking about the other movie that we're actually covering, but. No, just or... that, you know, if we're doing it again during this time of year, it would be around 365 days from now. It has yet to be confirmed, so <sighs> we don't know. I need more Massimo in my life. I'm honestly so I know you're by so the torn so by the whole thing but so again yes that's the ginger den man yeah um if you are gonna watch it just know your eyes are not fooling you yeah you don't need glasses no the quality is terrible and you really can't fix it oh like. and please watch it with captions because the captions yes. were the best part of this movie especially when it came to the music anxious piano yeah. <laughs> was my favorite it was so good and um so much good captioning yeah it was very good but yeah again there's two sequels and then it has the um ginger dead man versus evil bong evil bong <laughs> which i would never associate the two but that it's quite a crossover yeah definitely a crossover but that concludes our December movies. We do have next week, Emily and Paris is back, people. She's back and she's ready to piss us off on a weekly basis. Oh my gosh. Wow, I don't even know what to say because it's like weird that we're going to be back on a show. I feel I like know. we haven't watched a show in a yeah. while. And especially this, it's been a year since we've covered yes. Emily in Paris. So we're going to do two at a time like we did the last time. Yep. So we know like lots of people will like to binge this show. So you're going to just have to wait for us to catch up with you. But at least yeah. we'll be doing it on a accelerated and, schedule. Um, I know our followers and listeners that do love our Emily in Paris episodes primarily don't even watch the show. Right. They just want to know what's going on. So they love <laughs> our us. recaps, which I think is amazing. Um, so <laughs> Honestly, that's the way to do it. You know, if we didn't have this podcast, I'd find another podcast to listen to <laughs> to tell me what's going on so I don't have to watch it. There's enough stir about it to make it seem like it's amazing, but then also it, it's it's difficult to watch at times. So the show is garbage and i've been going back and listening to our prior episodes because i've been compiling some stuff for some promos but when we talk about things i'm like oh my god the show sucks why do people genuinely like this show yeah it is it is um except for sylvie sylvie's obviously 
Yeah, it has its moments. The selling point. And it's people. But um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I was listening to one of our episodes from last season and we hate Madeline so much. Oh my God, she's the fucking worst. And I'm not looking forward to her no. being a decently main person yeah, in this season. Yeah, she's going to be around. I don't like, no. I can't wait for her to go on maternity leave. Get the fuck out of here. I think it's after maternity leave. I think, like, we no! have her for a while. No. I think in the previews, like, I did not see her pregnant. Shit. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I should go back and watch the trailer just to make sure. I want to be mentally prepped as much as possible. Oh, my God. But, yeah. So, you're going to be getting those starting December 27th. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We've been getting some promos from other shows, so if you have one, feel free to email us at IHateItLet'sWatchIt at gmail.com, and we could do tradesies. Also, don't forget um, about the merch store, and again, you find us on Twitter and Instagram, and again, we're on Hive, but Twitter seems to be standing strong so that hive backup it's there but we're ready to pivot at any moment (laughs) it's very hard to keep up with four stems of social media like it's (laughs) i i I, my brain hurts so again twitter instagram the website if you guys noticed last week we finally and i wouldn't even say finally it was just a very pleasant surprise to see that we actually made it to the apple podcast charts which was very exciting yeah, and as always, a huge thanks to Good Pods, who keeps us very relevant, and um, all of our great listeners and followers. 3,000 downloads by the new year. Oh my god, that is ambitious. Well, I mean, we're at almost 2,300. Yeah. We have two weeks. It's ambitious. Well, I'm But gonna... possible. You know, lots of people traveling on their holidays yes. and stuff. You, you know, can you binge need something some. to listen to on the road, in the air, on the train, on the boat. I don't know. Wherever you're traveling. However. Yeah. Helicopters. Submarines. Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, trains, automobiles. But yeah, binge. Have a blasty blast. <laughs> We're very bingeable. We're very bingeable, especially our Emily in Paris, if you want to catch up before the premiere. Yes. And, um, yeah, we'll have up the cocktail on Thursday. And uh, I think that's it for me. Do you have anything to add? Well, just happy holidays, people. Yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yes. So happy holidays. Happy, happy Boxing Day. All the holidays. Kwanzaa. Yeah. We can wait to wish a happy new year because we still got. Yeah, we got another. We got another one for that. So until next time. Bye.